Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise podcast. It's time to have on one of our favorites. Um, guy I see at all the uh, Substack um, the team meetings that we have, Kelly Dwyer from Second Arrangement. That's tsa.substack.com for those of you. Kelly, how are you? I'm doing great after that catered lunch that Substack provided for us. That was, that was awfully nice of them. Uh, I didn't know sprouts were legal again, but uh, well, those are those Barry, are delicious. Barry Weiss has some polls. She got, I think she got the sprouts for us. <laughs> she knows a guy. Yeah. I could do without <laughs> Matt Iglesias uh, sticking his entire hand into the yeah. into the chips. It's like, come on, buddy. <laughs> they put a, they put the little tongs there for a reason. I know it's cumbersome, but come on. And seriously, if they have like a personalized cake, you know, don't eat all of one color. Uh, Mark Stein. Mark Stein's not particularly bad. I just couldn't think of another. But, you know, if it's a red and yellow cake, leave some yellow for the rest of us. And hello to all incoming SB Nation uh, people. Take in it's a it's a big pool apparently and we, and we welcome you yeah. with open yeah. arms. Substack yeah, Substack is about to 
about to start a lot of hockey newsletters. A lot. <laughs> that means I need to come up with some uh, some words puns and uh, drop them in the company Slack. Yeah. Need to, you know, we have a whole new era of blog uh, names to start up yeah, with uh, with Foxfire and everyone. So we got to come up with some, some Blackhawks puns. I've already started referring to them all as knuckleheads. <laughs> I don't know if they, I don't think they like that. Uh, red wingers. It's like that, um, the old thing where, uh, like track athletes would talk to other athletes and be like, uh, your punishment is our sport. You know, talking about having to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like now uh, those of us who've been on Substack for a while, it's like okay, you getting you getting laid off. <laughs> now come you now come work with us. <laughs> I don't think that doesn't quite equate, does it? Well, never mind. I mean, it is. You know, we get to have that haughty sense of uh, of uh, you know the, the 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 snobbiness of the long distance runner. Like ah yes, but what we do That's right. is is. Uh, you're not allowed to call them. Uh, you got to call them shuttle runs now. And uh, so I'd, I had to look that up. I said, "Oh, what are we calling it?" Because I need to use that word. It's like, "Ah, oh, let's use shuttle." So yes, that's that's what we do at Substack. Endless running from baseline to baseline. Now, Substack is constantly adding new features to the point where I can't keep up with all the new features. Um, but the one that I I put it I I'm just going to recommend people do this. The app is, the app is actually good. Yeah, like I really like the Substack app. That's where I pretty much read everybody's, even mine. Which probably instead of publishing it and then proofreading it later after it's already been sent out, <laughs> I probably should proof it first. But I can't. I just love to see it pop up in the app. Yeah, it's it's fun to uh, to, to pull your your work up and just control F any any terrible words you may have left in. But yeah, the app is surprisingly. I keep telling people to get it in my in my posts. As if I get like a cent for every app thing, but it's 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 good. Like I don't want I don't want to read my email. That's horrifying. Yeah. I, have, I have to pay coals in my email. I don't want to do that. So there you go. There's our that's a two a two person recommendation of the the Substack app. Get that app. So in, in, in addition to other things, you you are a, a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and. I just want to congratulate you on the big move that the Cardinals made this week. We got to enjoy him for seven blissful seasons. Oh, it was that long. It was that long. Oh, wow. Uh, Brett Taylor on Bleacher Nation referred to him as a short-time cup announcer, and I'm like, I I get it that, like, seven years in the history of, like, baseball announcers, given that they some of them stay for 50 years. Wow. But that was seven long, agonizing seasons. And, of course, I'm talking about Harry Christopher Carey the third chip. And he's not really Harry Christopher Carey the third because Harry Grandpa wasn't Harry Christopher Carey. Oh. His last name was like Carabina. He, That's right. The people that wasn't gonna fly in Missouri. Too ethnic. <laughs> so he's technically incorrect. Yeah. Right from the get go. Maybe that's why, uh, you know, Granddad didn't have a lot to do with him. Just uh, couldn't see the carabina in him. Just uh, that reminds too much me of, of that zoo sense. Oh, why can't I think of his name? Who is 
that, who's the NBA player that's Trey somebody the third? Oh, Trey Murphy the third. Trey Murphy the third. It's like, no, you're not. You're Trey Murphy. Or you're whatever Murphy the third. I, I looked it up once. I'm like, is his name? His name can't really be Trey. And there's no way he's the third Trey in a row. And he's not. He like, isn't. Trey is the nickname for him being the third. So then oh. we don't need the third. And it's funny because I, uh, I, I tweeted at Adam Amin during a Bulls game because he kept saying Trey Murphy the third. I'm like, look, I know that's what he wants to be called. It's not right. And he messaged me back during the game that he was going to knock it off. <laughs> so Good I'm trying, trying to fix it. Sometimes cover boy. Good on him. Yeah. Yes, the number the number one broadcaster in Chicago. You know, it's 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 a bar, you know, for, for considering what jobs are available. Uh, but we're not here to make fun of Chicago broadcasters. We're here to make fun of St. Louis ones. And uh, seven years. I would have said four. And I was I was around for gosh, that was They got they they hired him for the nineteen ninety eight season. So he could work with Grandpa. Grandpa was so excited by that fact that he dropped dead. <laughs> he went out to Valentine's Day yep. dinner and collapsed. <laughs> and two, like two days later, he was uh, he was no more. And Chip just stayed. he couldn't take a hint. He <laughs> stayed. His first few years with the Cubs, he was doing. Um, he was also the studio host for Fox Baseball. So we would lose Chip on the weekends, at least on Saturday, because he had to fly to L.A. and do uh, him and Kevin Kennedy had to yuck it up doing pre and post. Pre Zalesco. Okay. And um, I wonder, did Jeannie replace Chip? Chip replaced her. And she went to like sideline reporting because she did that for them, too. Which baseball sideline reporters are just that's not a job. Um just considering Kevin Kennedy in, in high definition. And, so uh, it's kind of funny to see like big, big Sammy Sosa homers in 98. And you can kind of tell what day they are. If all of a sudden it's Wayne Larravee, and Larravee. or like Dan Roan calling, making the call because oh, Chip was gone. Yeah. Wow. I remember there was somebody else. Who's the other guy? We got a lot of Wayne, but then, you know, football season would encroach and Wayne was busy hoofing it up to Lambeau. He couldn't... Uh, yeah, that could take the bus up to Lambeau for that. Oh, wow, I forgot about Roan getting in there. Well, I think he may yeah. have called the one in... It must have been like 65... Maybe it was 66. In the Astrodome. I seem, I seem to remember that that was a Dan Roan special. So that's definitely a Packer game going on. Yep. And, uh, and Dan's like, games on GN. I'm a sports director. I'm gonna go direct some sports. I'm going. I'm. I'm doing it. He's Al Haig. I'm in charge now. <laughs> God damn it! Let me do the game. Uh, I can get back by nine o'clock. I can take care of this. <laughs> That's right. Oh no, it's Saturday. With Dan. Dan, we do it at midnight. Remember, yeah, Rich. Rich King has it nailed down. You're good. <laughs> we don't need you to. We don't need you to hustle back. Uh, we're all proud of the way you handled the Max Headroom incident, but but. Uh, it's eleven years ago. That's that's fantastic. So yeah, like a Friday night game in 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 the bowels of Pittsburgh or something. And Sammy launches twenty three, and that's Wayne Larrabee yep. making a normal baseball call. I mean, the Cardinals. I they were the worst announcing team in baseball last year. Non chip carry division because Chip is in a league of his own. Yeah. 
very short, small league. I listened to Bob Costas calling a finals game in 98 the other day. Boy, was that guy bad at calling basketball. <laughs> we really do need – I mean, people my height – I'm 5'9", maybe. People my height do not need to be doing play-by-play. It needs to be like a six-foot-and-over league. Costas is terrible. Chip was just <sighs> – I don't need to tell Cubs fans. It was it was it was listening to it was like an FM station that you didn't know existed. It's just you tune in and there'd be this voice trying to trying to be nice to you, and you, yeah, he didn't care for it. Why he, he he was born to be a soft rock DJ, and why he didn't just like steer into that, I don't quite understand. Now Chip is Chip is fairly tall. Is he? Yes. Oh well, then there goes that. Um, he's he's he's. I think he's. Well, I'm six two. I'm saying this like I've ever like stood next to him. I think he's. He might be taller than me. I don't know where he gets it. Really? Uh, Harry, not Skip, not. Maybe I'm just. Maybe it's just a. I don't know. Maybe it's the shape of his head. I just always assumed he was taller than. If you I told thought. me Skip turned in at like six four, I'd be like, okay, okay. Today I learned that, and I'll, I'll buy that. I, I'll believe that. Like he, the presence, you know, the famous highlight of him calling a six four three double play before it actually happened. Skip was, because that was the hype. Like I was when Chip was on his way up. Yeah, you'd hear about him in those like, random hey, media one. notes. Yeah. yeah, be like, okay, Skip is is low key on on par with Harry. Yep. And you know, Harry's not what he used to be, but I wasn't around for any of that. So who cares? Let's bring the guy in, and it's like, well. He did a lot of his learning in Orlando, and they're like, "Oh <laughs> no, we're done." He'll be a cardinal announcer in, in forty years, unless unless Tom Brenneman somehow <laughs> cancels his way out of a job. What's cancel mean? Oh, you'll find out. I was really surprised that Brenneman wasn't the pick in St. Louis. I mean, he wouldn't even need to apologize for anything he said. Yeah. in St. Louis, I mean, they would have. They would have seen like, the, the the busiest day of the year for the. That's right. Uh, it was for, Kansas City for the too. best fans of baseball. Twitter account is Pride Day. Oh god, <laughs> that poor guy. Unreal. He's like, oh my god, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Oh, I can't keep up. Unreal. He's he's and I and they get that Kansas City was was the town too, so that that fits right in. It's it's a good it's a good day for that. That's why uh, you know Cardinal fans can't wait to get rid of Jack Flaherty because I don't know. He's just it's it's a it's a horrible situation. Bally is going under. It's gonna use that excuse to have eighty thousand people sneaking in to see SRO Albert Pujols for six months and uh, hit some a million home runs, so they're not going to use that money on anyone. It's just uh, well, they did. Yeah, use it on, they did use it on somebody. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. And I veteran presence. I feel bad. I, I I've always really liked Wilson Contreras, and it's um, it's not like I, I I understand why he's there. I mean. There's only 32 of these. 30? 32. I can't even do math. There's 30. So only 30 big league teams. One of them wants to give you $85 million. <laughs> Take it. So, uh, yeah. But I feel bad in that I'm sure the Cardinal fans are going to have a take a reasoned, rational approach to the differences between Wilson and Yachty. And they're just going to accept Wilson for what he is. It's going to be fine. Yeah, He's not going to take be. crap every time there's a, a borderline call goes against ball strike call goes against the Cardinals that a million people, Yachty would have got that. 100%. Yeah. 
that's that's why we're lucky that the, the last guy, the, the the drunk driving guy, is there anymore because that's all he would have done. Yeah, may have been a pitch they would have gotten last year. What do you think, least inspiring member of the championship Cardinals from the '80s? Well, I'm Ricky Horton, and I'm an old left-hander, and uh, I don't know. I'm just trying not to say anything in case you get pulled over again. But now we have the stentorial six foot eight tones of Chip Carey informing us that this. This uh, hard hit ball is an out. And, what, I, uh, and what, I feel, what I feel bad about is due to MLB's convoluted blackout rules, there are only two, two teams I can't watch their home broadcasts. They are the Milwaukee Brewers and the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh. So I can't, I don't, wow. I don't get to enjoy Chip. Chip is effectively blacked out of my life. You'll just have to hear him on all those highlights. I'm sure every time he gets anything wrong, which is all the time. Yeah, that's right. No, I was thinking thinking that other, uh, that that, that 1,200 OPS year they're banking on for Paul Goldschmidt to happen again at age 38. Yeah, all all, all those highlights. Yeah, I also think it's a good sign when Nolan Arenado decided not to opt out of his contract, even though teams were just throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at players. And he's like, I'm good. It's like Nolan, is there a physical you don't want to yeah, take? Is there something something we something happened twelve months in the last twelve months? Did you eat some toasted ravioli and now you have a C three bone in your back that's sticking yep. the wrong way? It's like I'm good. I I, I I got a great contract. I'm gonna keep it. Like that's not how this works. No. Wow. Yeah. They go they're, up. There's they so much. Salaries trouble. go up. They don't go down. Uh oh. I guess. Um. Yeah, I, you know, you guys, you might, maybe Chip is, uh, maybe he'll just be different in St. Louis, but um, he'll be perfect in St. Louis. He's exactly what yeah, he wants. Or he'll be popular he's, there because it's he's, he's, he's a babbling. Uh, <sighs> so things you're gonna have to get ready for. Every oh God. every ball is a rocket shot. Yes. No matter. Take, take me back to 1999, Andy. I'm at a, I'm watching a Cubs game. It's 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 a Findisiekla. I want to get back to my chip carry them. Yeah. Tell me what I've forgotten in those seven years that I thought were four. Every fly Notch ball, hot. every fly ball is is most likely a home run until <laughs> until the ball is being thrown back into the infield by the left fielder who had to, who had to sprint in and dive to catch it. Yeah. Oh, he did move. Okay, I thought he was just standing there the entire time. <laughs> hit right. Chip spotting abilities. Um. In his defense, it was the steroid era. There were a lot of pop-ups that we thought were used to be pop-ups that were going. Yeah, I forgot about that. Everything was a was that that voice would raise yep. as if he was introducing a Peter Cetera song, and then uh, you know, yeah, can't remember the Cubs left field. It's funny too because one of Fox's best and their lead baseball broadcaster has this same. Um, he's much more charming and and likable. Joe Davis has something in common with Chip in that Joe gets excited way too much. Like, everything's exciting. It's like, if everything's exciting, nothing's exciting. You know, just pick your pick your moments, Joe. Be a little better at that. I And you can't even blame it on the fact that he works with the dullest man in baseball, John Smoltz, who refuses to get excited <laughs> about anything. It's almost like Joe is just trying to be excited for two. But it's like, no, Joe works with other guys. And he's the same way. And that's Chip. Everything's the most exciting thing he's ever seen in his life. That's like, all right, but we got 162 of these. Yeah. yeah. It's like the. It, I hate, I it's basically, he's basically that. Magic Johnson hugging Kareem after the first <laughs> win 
of his career. And Kareem shoving him and going, we, got, we play 81 more. And it's like, all right, Chip, there's a lot of these. And you're Plus just going to have that. to calm down because you – he wears he he completely wears people out with the babbling, and he he starts to tell stories that he doesn't know where they're going. You get a lot of those. Forgot about that. That's and, another classic. And it it, it 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 it's perfect for him because it's the way he announces. He um he is trying to narrate things in real time instead of mm-hmm. waiting a half a second and seeing where the ball goes. He's guessing. And that's how you get wonderful things like um, um, line drive, base hit, caught out there, <laughs> throw on, off target, and in time. It's like, wait, what? How? None of those things match what just happened. Uh, it, it's. Have you have you sat? We've all sat next to people at baseball games who think every foul ball is coming close to them, yes. and we have to kind of all get up. And he's he's that guy, yep, he is. and uh, apparently there's just no amount of baseball he can watch that will settle him down once he hears crack of the bat. Uh, <laughs> so who will Phil his partners Hartman. be? So he'll have Ricky Horton. Will be, okay, mm-hmm. is, like, is he the main guy? Is he does the most games? Oh, he's the ma- he is this just Jim, you know he, Jim he walks into a room and you go yeah. that's someone that's someone right there. Yeah, and then G- yeah. <laughs> Jim Edmonds does <laughs> a few games, guy. right? does a few games he always trends on twitter afterward it's 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 marvelous because i again i don't watch it i'll watch the game but i'm gonna watch bob walk and the pirates guy do it uh and uh but he's got i apparently he has some real housewives of california extra life that i don't even know about like i follow page six i'm not above that and she's like why is jim edmonds on here so he may have some sort of like he can't leave San Diego for eighteen months or something. It could be. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot of Ricky Horton, and uh, they have a guy named Brad Thompson who I don't remember, who I do not remember. He was on the 06 team. I watched a lot me, of those games. Let me take a guess. Uh, kind of a dull-faced white guy. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That was yeah. pretty much every Cardinal. And you'll be happy to know that this offseason, that's all the Cubs have signed. <laughs> eight, eight, eight big league free agents. Just a bunch of mediocre white men. That's all they've signed. It's like, oh, good. We're finally the Cardinal ways, now the Cub way. Here we go. Perennial Bench contenders coach Ryan locked in. Well, I, Terry will be back pretty soon for his uh, induction into the Cubs uh, Utility Tunnel of Fame. Him and, I'm sure him and Mike Fontenot will go in together. They have to yeah. share a Cajun connection plaque. It'll be great. Yeah. Luis Salazar come in to translate. It's it's just a whole convention. I wonder if the you think Luis's if if they built a statue for Luis Salazar, would it have two eyes or just the one? <laughs> I mean, he played for the he Cubs. He had, so he had two. Well, so probably you. you need to. Oh, come on! I've he talked was, about this before. Luis out. Salazar was the author of one of my favorite moments in Cubs history. And that was, it was a game late in the 89 season. It was a Saturday. They must, I think there was a rain delay. The game was going late. Dad made us go to church, came back from 5.30 mass. Cubs still playing. And, uh, we, of course, we listened to it on the radio on the, the car on the way back. Um, Salazar had tied the game earlier. Maybe, I don't know. And then he's up with Andre Dawson at first in a tie game. And he hit one into the right field corner. 
and Andre on those rickety knees that you could hear you could hear them on TV <laughs> scored all the way from first and the Cubs oh. took, the, the Cardinals would have gone back into first place with a win and the Cubs won and that was uh, that was thanks to Luis Luis was one of those guys the Cubs did this all the time they did it with one of you know I'm your uh, boyhood hero I'm sure Gary Gaetti they would get a guy who would then play inexplicably well for them and then re-sign him. Like, they were going to get another one of those years again right after that. And, like, Gaetti, the Cardinals were like, Gary, you should just retire. I mean, you got nothing left. He goes to the Cubs, and he hits, like, 380 for two months. It's Crush. amazing. And then the Cubs are like, how'd you like to come back and play third again next year? It's like, no. <laughs> no, guys. You got That was the death rattle of his career. Enjoy it. Don't pay for it. Have- flaps on his batting helmets anytime you're re-signing a player that has that can be ably described as grandfathered into yeah. something you just no no god what a just what a yeah he, I, it was he crushed for the cardinals briefly and it was just yeah. so disheartening but he there there he went yeah. he was an 80 I, I i tried to embrace him i but he wasn't he was an 84 padre okay so i can't i didn't i can only warm up to him so much I was a big, much bigger fan of the other guy in that trade, Marvell Wynn. <laughs> he was fun. Who, this is a great moment in Cup history. Uh, WGN comes back uh, from commercial during the leadoff man, and they have video of two Cub players uh, rolling around on the turf in Bush Stadium in front of the dugout. And they're not practicing their Greco wrestling moves. It's uh-huh. Marvell Wynn and Sean Dustin beating the hell out of each other before a game. They'd gotten a fight in the dugout, and it had spilled onto the field. Spilled. And Arnie Harris was all over it. He's, That's our man. As Pat Hughes will remind you on the radio, they are reporters. He is always reporting live from Wrigley Field. <laughs> and they got to show it. They're not there to, this is, you know, this is not a propaganda thing. This is, we're reporting. No. Two of our guys are beating each other up. We're going to show it. And they did. Wow. It's ironic that I mean, uh, when the Cubs signed Jim Edmonds, which in uh, 2008 and he played really well for them for the last couple of months of the season and they didn't bring him back they jim hendry was like oh, i've seen enough of this we're not pushing our luck so jimbo played for the brewers i say with a yes he, played for, I, he had to sit out a year maybe he might have sat out 09 and then he came back for a year and then they're like you know you're you're not good and he had to retire just just I mean, I remember being at the party when I was a kid when they traded for Edmonds, and just and just realizing, oh, this is their guy now. The, this is the sort of person I'm going to be rooting for in this century. And uh, you know, you think it hit its zenith with Scott Spezio, but you know that was before the social media generation. So the worst thing a Cardinal ever like they pull old tweets from these players every. Brendan Donovan, it's just, there are no black guys on the team. There are none. No black guys, ever. They're hyping one, Jordan Walker, he's going to come up, but there's there's just none. And, uh, yeah, every, every, last year, it was just a radio show all year between McLaughlin, the last guy, and Ricky Horton. It was just, it was like you were watching when, when baseball or basketball teams have, like, charities going, charity auctions going, and they'll be talking about the important things that are going on that you need to contribute. That was 162 games of the Cardinals last year, even without the Pujols nonsense. Oh, it was so schlocky. 
and it's just going to be Chip telling stories about St. Louis as if he remembers being three years old. Like, you know, I remember walking around in 1960. Like, no, Chip, you don't. He, You're a toddler. He will. T- maybe he'll save it for. Well, I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody remembers when Grandparents Day is, right? Like, <laughs> but there's there's Grandparents Day, and maybe he'll there save is. it for then. Uh, one of my one of my all time favorite Chip stories ever was. He told a story about how he's playing Little League in St. Louis. And you know, he was at the con- the Little oh, League yeah. complex. And he's playing and there is a there is some hubbub. People are there is a murmur going through the complex. Sure enough, there for unannounced is Harry Carey. He has come to see Little League baseball and Chip is so excited. The grandpa is here. I can't wait. You know, he's got the He's got his Franklin wristbands jacked all the way up, and he's ready to go. He got some. He bumped some big league chew off somebody. He's ready to go. And Harry sees him, walks right past him, has no idea that's his grandson. He's there to see some other kid. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, some whatever broad he was dating at the time had a had a had a son playing in little league, and that's what Harry was there to see. Oh, I was didn't even like know some... Chip. Didn't know Chip was there, and then when he saw him, didn't recognize him. It was just, it was it's just a tearjerker. He Chip told that story. It's not like it was a, st- a hilarious story told about Chip. Chip yeah. told the story. It's like, oh, wow. Who was the seventh inning guy for the Cubs when Chip was there? Was it Brenneman? Did he did he do the whole nine innings? Oh no no. Well yeah no they stopped the. Harry was the end of the. Of the, of the radio switch out. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so where Larrabee was his number two, and uh, it, it was. It, yeah, I don't think it Chip didn't feel like seven did, years. I don't think Chip ever did any radio for the Cubs. It never. It just. I could have used I, the break. It would have been nice if they had done. Yeah. Because that would have been it, Pat. Well, there's no way Pat was giving up. Imagine Santo would have thrown Chip out of the booth at some point. That just that just wouldn't work. He he sounded like a video game voiceover announcers from back then, you know, and like it was just that post Sports Center. Yeah, like everyone's that. got a catchphrase sort of Craig Kilborn thing. And like the old, Joe, the old Joe Montana football on Sega, yeah. with where they had recorded like six things, and you just heard them over and over and over again. There's the bomb. Good. Well, in their defense, that was Pat Summerall for the true. last twenty years. Happily, that's why that's why we embraced him. Emmett Smith, <laughs> touchdown! <laughs> All right, Pat. Well, that's how everybody you do thought it, it was you... dramatic pauses. It was just he was pausing for scotch. Yeah, he's Emmett his... Smith, glug glug glug, touchdown! His spotter slash uh, bartender. Ted Lang, the spotter. <laughs> That's right. You could hear the shaker. <laughs> Madden's over there. Hold on. This thing's missing its hat. <laughs> uh, he was... Yeah. No, I'm not going to watch any Cardinals games this year on that station. I am I just am not. I mean, presuming it makes it through the year without fight, failing into bankruptcy, falling further into bankruptcy so much that Ricky Horton has to be they're gonna be they're gonna be at the studio covering a San Diego Padres game in St. Louis because because Bally is too cheap to send them out to hotel rooms in San Diego, 
and uh, and uh, the, the, it's going to go black, and I won't know because I'll be watching Bob Walk and the Pirates feed. It's gotten so I like Jeff Brantley now. Like I'm into Jeff Brantley because I had <laughs> the, to deal the, the with cowboy. Cardinals guys. Cowboy the is cowboy. pleasing to me. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I mean, it's the quality of announcers when you they still have Chris Welsh. Does he still do? Does he still do their TV? That sounds about right. When there's a rules question, like something weird happens in a game, Jim Deshays texts Chris Welsh, and Welsh will text back what the answer, and then he'll just read it on the air. It'd be like, hey, Boog, I checked in with Chris Welsh, the guy who knows every rule in baseball. Here's what he says. He's done it more than once. It's like pretty funny. Wow. It's like his, it's his phone a friend. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a close game in Cincinnati at the time. No, it's, it's Jim you know, not a close game. The Cubs aren't in a close game either. They're just, you know, it's, it's pretty loose. <laughs> Let's just check. He's not busy. Let's check in with Chris. He'll know what this is. Did you see the clip of the Reds owner talking at the uh, uh, the Sisters of the Confederation or whatever uh, oh, banquet last week? The Reds, it was like the Reds boosters of uh, Hamilton County or something, and they were audibly groaning at him. Uh, He's the guy. Yeah, he, that was. He did the interview on uh, opening day last year where they asked the guy asked him about not improving the <laughs> team, and he's like, he's like, what else are these people going to watch? Yeah. You like baseball? You live in Cincinnati. You gotta watch yeah. the Reds. Doesn't matter for any good or not. We're all you got. It's like thanks, Bob. Thank you. You gonna go up to Indianapolis and watch the Indians? You gonna get a uh, an RV from Tom Raper Ford on the way back? Like what are you? What are you gonna do here? Ah, oh, they don't deserve that. We deserve Chip Carey. They don't. They don't deserve that. I didn't know he was so tall, but I think that I, that makes sense. That old photo you used of him in the day when he had the like the polo with the giant collar. He had a bow tie on for some reason. Yeah, he just, just one of my huge. favorites that I wore out was he's at some banquet and he's he's got a guitar and he's holding it like a bat. Oh, do you yeah. remember that picture? That's I used right. to use yes, that I one do. All the time. No, yeah. it's so strong. It was a good guitar too. It wasn't like you know usually they give you the cheaper ones that uh, no this was like someone gave him a guitar and he thought that was a cool pose. Like uh, no, it's it isn't. I'm pretty sure he played in the. He went to Georgia, and I'm pretty sure he was in the marching band. Oh God! So, oh, tuba. Man. I believe it was tuba. Um, did you ever watch those guys and gals and think that's what I want to do? I want to be on a field in a uniform reading music in front of other people. I, that, uh, no offense to anyone who did that. I'm sure it was a fine thing. Uh, you know, if you play the drums, it's cool, but that explains a lot. I don't want to be playing the tuba on the field while people try to throw things in it. I want to be under the bleachers somewhere. I want to be like doing something to get kicked out of that game. Not, not, you know, that's horrifying. Decked out in polyester and, ah, in Missouri. Ah, that's, that's the poor guy, but still no, it's it's gonna be it. I think it's gonna be a lot of Joe Morgan stuff. I think it's gonna be a lot of made up 
like there's no way you were you that that didn't happen chip like that you know the ernie banks and the i, I really do think it's just going to be apocryphal stuff passed off as and and you know ricky horton's going to check him i mean that guy couldn't get out marvell win i shouldn't say that marvell win was way better than ricky horton <laughs> He was. I forgot the Cardinals were so close in 89. Lloyd McClendon doesn't hit 394 that year. Yep. Cardinals make it in with Milt Thompson hitting a solid 260 in the three spot. Maybe uh, Kurt Ford. Not Kurt Flood, Kurt Ford. Yeah, the um, the, the Luis Salazar trade was a, was a turning point in the season. Mm-hmm. Cubs were getting uh, not a lot of offense out of uh, Vance Law, and had to. Upgrade. Yeah, he had a bit of a Gaetti season out there in '88. Was Gaetti the last guy without head flaps? Because Ozzie Smith didn't have head flaps, and he retired in '96. Famously, as the Braves came back from, I think it was a six to one deficit. I think it was a best of nine series, and the Cardinals <laughs> were up eight to one, and the Braves came back, win as many games as it took. Uh, but I can't remember anyone after Gaetti. I think I think Vince you're right. Coleman? I think it was him. I mean, Vince Coleman had flaps. There were a lot of Cardinals the that did it. George Hendrick didn't have flaps, right? Yeah. Ozzy, Gary Gaetti. I wonder who the last Cub to not wear was. I know. How about this? The first guy to wear a flap was Ron Santo, because really? he got hit in the face with a pitch, and so. Put, put that thing on his helmet. To, that'll save you. <laughs> and he was the first guy to have it. Uh, he's He just was so forward-thinking. Always. He, he you know, he, ante- he anticipated pitching for your own Hall of Fame candidacy. Yep. He was, Ron Santo was just way better than any radio announcer that I've heard. Get a job on the, get a job on the radio broadcast so you can politic for a Hall of Fame thing and have to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. And then get in after you're dead. It works. Months but, later. I mean, that's yeah. quite a that's quite a commitment. It is. He was. Uh, I don't know the car. The, the the Horton does radio. I shouldn't say it. It's mostly the Brad Thompson guy. Yeah. And it. They just they don't talk about pitches. They don't talk about at bats. They don't talk about stances. They don't talk about coverage. They don't talk about what the what the manager just relayed to send in to get the left fielder. It's just, and I just, it's what a fantastic evening it should have been for that young man to have seen Albert Pujols go the opposite way accidentally and hit it off. <laughs> it's just, and Chip is is perfect for that. It was he was actually wasted in Atlanta. He should have been there the whole time. He should have a decade under his belt at that position. Yeah, he was in Atlanta Instead. for he was in Atlanta for eighteen years. We thought wow. he had a bad for seven. Mariners got off easy. I think they only had him for three, which led to one of my all. I can't I can't tell the story enough. Which was the Cub game where uh, they're playing him. They're playing in American League Park. And they had the DH, and I don't remember. I I should have looked it up. I'm sure I wrote about it on Discipio. I could have done research on my own website for my newsletter, but I didn't want to do that. Um. Whatever Cub manager it was at the time, pinch hit for the designated hitter, and Chip lost his mind. Why would you do that? You can't pinch hit for the designated hitter. Now you lose the designated hitter. The pitcher's got to bat the rest of the game. It's like, okay, Chip, why isn't why is the guy batting now? Because that's not the rule, Chip. 
the rule is you can't put the DH in the field or you lose the designated hitter. So, like, if you have – you always run that that risk. Like, if you have the backup catcher DHing and the catcher, you know, takes one off the nuts and has to come out, yeah. you got to put the backup in. Now you don't have the DH anymore. But Chip, who had worked for an American League team for three years, and in the minors where they that's all they have is the DH. That's right. He didn't know the rule. And it was adamant. And Stone was kind of just letting him stew in it. He wasn't going to. He wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to help. And, and those two apparently though are. I, Steve was so mad when the Cubs um, allowed Chip to go to Atlanta. Steve thought he, the Cubs should have thrown all kinds of money at him. It's like really. It's like nobody likes him. The fans wow. don't like him. The. We know the players didn't. They were yelling at him, him and Steve. They spent the whole – that was 2004. That was the year they were calling the – Kent Merker was calling up to complain about mm-hmm. the broadcasters, and they he MF'd poor Steve. Poor Steve, he's a prick too. Um, <laughs> on the plane before it took off, he was giving him a motherfucker this and motherfucker that. It was a fun year. That was the year that they had the lead in the wild card up until the last week and then uh, couldn't beat the Reds. <laughs> And missed the yeah. playoffs by two games. That was great. And um, that was a traumatic season. You know, we just lived through 03 with the whole ridiculous collapse against the Marlins. Yeah, you and couldn't then, have been bad that year. You had to be in it. And then 04, yeah, that won 60 games. Right. 04 was the year they got they got Derek Lee and they got Greg Maddox and they traded for Nomar during the season and they were really talented. And then they blew it. And we already were just full of um, scar tissue. And I remember why. I don't know why I bothered to watch the last game. I'm watching the last game of the season. They're eliminated. And at the end of it, Chip announced he was leaving. And it was all of a sudden, it was like, you know what? It's all worth it. <laughs> that was fine. This is one of my favorite seasons now. <laughs> I mean, it was all worth it. But it was a, it was an unexpected. Uh... Well, I got the same treat. He was. I didn't know he was on the radar. I should have known the entire time. Yeah, the guy. What? Everybody assumed Stappy. that. Everybody assumed Aaron Goldsmith, who does uh, radio for the Mariners and who's from St. Louis, and people seem to oh, like. I didn't even know that. Everybody thought he was going to get it, and it sounds like he turned it down. It was down to him and Chip, and he's like, oh, "I don't want to leave Seattle radio. <laughs> mm. I've had, mm. I've eaten enough Provel in my life. I'm not going back to. I'm not going to St. Louis." Mm. And then they got Chip, and I love that there were some Cardinal fans who were like, "Yeah." See, Cubs, how you like this? We stole your guy. It's like, okay, he's A, he was never our guy. B, he hasn't worked for them for 18 years. Two decades. He sucks, but enjoy it. Go get him. What is that? That's like hiring Jim Riggleman. Ah. <laughs> I'll show you. Like that. Well, no, Jim, you guys like Jim Riggleman. He was perfectly fine. Yeah. Not fine, he was, but he's no Chip Carey. He was fit. Yes. He looked fine in the uniform. He looked, you know, yeah. representative. Fine red. Was it reds or Washington or both? Either way. The, just... He took the, um, he rode the train to games. He was, you know, it was fine. He was a man of the people. And Chip will be, it's just, uh, whatever. I'm not going to watch him. I'm just not going to. It's. It'll be. And and it, it was such a perfect it, like who's filming this situation? Like what is this fake tweet? What is this uh, prank that's being pulled on me? It's it's like you know you're 
hire your uh, your your the guy you liked least from uh, from your early twenties is back again. Like I wasn't even a Cubs fan, and I just had the sweats watching that guy. <sighs> beautiful, it, uh, beautiful day in Chicago. I was sunshine late. in my apartment. Chip I, care room and everything. I was late getting the news. Getting the news about Chip. Um, I had. Um, I was finishing reading the Jeff Perlman Bo Jackson book. So I had like hunkered down here in the basement and I was just reading it. You know, I didn't, I wasn't checking my phone. I wasn't doing anything. And at some point I looked at my phone and I saw it. And so I immediately sent a text to my sister. My brother-in-law is a Cardinal fan. And I basically said, um, like, um, ha ha. Tell, tell Jim he's really gonna enjoy Chip, and she texted me back immediately. Said, "Oh yes, we've we've already had this very long discussion about how terrible it's going to be." (laughs) Well, good for him. Well, they live in you know one of the suburbs, so he he saw plenty of Cub games with Chip. I'm sure he enjoyed the fact that the Cubs had a terrible announcer, and now he's his announcer. It was so bad that, especially in '98, when you know you think this guy that has to deal with, you know, stand-up comics coming in at 7 a.m. to 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 you know promote their show at the Funny Bin, and uh, you know talk to David Coverdale, uh, you think that he'd like be ready for like the schlocky sort of '98 celebrities there the whole time, but it, it was like like you said, it was like a movie where like this this annoying character took over as the play. You know, he was like the the. A, a less fun version of the color guy for major league taking over as your play-by-play guy. It was, it was wholly inappropriate. It was corny when they announced that he was going to do all that stuff before Harry passed away. It was just like, I don't want gimmicks. I want to tune into a baseball game when I get home from school and, and hear Harry carry. I don't want to hear stories. I'd like to see the, now, I'd like to see the Cardinals though. You should go all out and you should reunite the greatest announcing team of all time. You're halfway there. I don't know if you remember that um, in 2001, Steve uh, was sidelined with Valley Fever. He had a lung fungus and and so he didn't work that year. And um, he was in fact he just he left and the Cubs hired a long-term replacement for him, Joe Carter. And it was Chip and Joe Carter. And it was the worst broadcast ever. Those were only the GN games. But that's what Joe Joe was going to do. A former Cubs star, uh, Joe Carter, who never played for them, but did get traded for Rick Sutcliffe in 1984, him and Mel Hall. And um, It's like a studio show almost. It was like, why are these two paired up? This is so lightweight. Exactly. Ah, the famous um, Jim McMahon was in the booth because he was singing the stretch and Joe asked him if he ever talks to Pete Rozelle, and Pete was been, been dead for years. <laughs> but one of, our, one of our, I talked about this too, one of our finest moments I remember this crap was uh, we're doing the old one season and we're talking about this crazy game we remembered against the Rockies. Um, and it was one of those things where more stuff happened in one game than I thought it did. So we were talking about, I remembered it as the game where the Cubs won on a ridiculous botched rundown by the Rockies. Ricky Gutierrez scored on a little roller by Joe Girardi that should have been handled and there was a and um, and Mike remembered that that was also the game where Steve McMichael sang the stretch 
and Angel Hernandez had blown a call, and so he, Mongo's up there before he gets ready to sing, and he points at him and he goes, don't worry, we're, I'm going to take care of this guy after the game. And Angel threw the seventh-inning stretch singer out of the game. That all yeah. happened in one game. Um, but the one thing I remembered uh, that I was sure about, and I hadn't heard the call of that forever, was while we were broadcasting, I pulled it up, and put our podcast, I pulled it up, and we just listened to the last play. We hadn't heard it forever, and I said, I'm because I know my chip. I'm like, he gets this call wrong. And oh, he yes. did. Ricky slides in and Chip like yells, and he's out! Safe! 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are, where are you sitting? Are you, in the, are you on a rooftop? You're right. You're hanging over home plate. And, and why can't you just wait to see if he's safe before you, or that he's out before you declare him out? I don't unreal i forgot about that and we're gonna get that and it'll be it'll be fine it'll be i i you know it's it's a it's a it's been a rough off season for cardinal fans no one died for the first time so that was good i mean we still got a couple of months to go but no one's died so far uh but beyond that it's it's you know we're gonna miss they're counting on wainwright to come back and he's 44 yep they are, as you said, this Arenado thing stinks to high heaven. Mm-hmm. Goldschmidt was falling apart last year, and he's already 30. I think he's 42 now at this point in the podcast. And, uh, you know, it's just all the rest of those slap hitters that are ready to plexiglass like Brendan Nodwood. But they'll have just enough to, you know, to be right there and just hope that, you know, they don't map Matheny, Mike Matheny themselves out of, uh, you know, a win here and there. Well, there's... There's not a lot of competition in that division. The uh, Brewers have decided that they're going to continue to try to win without an offense. And the Cubs are like, no, it's, uh, you know what we've been lacking? Uh, we were an Eric Hosmer away from the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and now we got him. And then there were four shortstops, four, you know, these. this was a this, this free agent shortstop class, holy shit, and they were clearly, there were three of them, and then there was Dansby Swanson, and the Cubs zeroed right in on Dansby. Like, you know what we like about this guy? He's the cheapest. That's what we like about him. I mean, uh, he's a leader. He's yeah, a, he, he wants to be the physical. face of the Cubs. No, he was the cheapest. That's why you signed him. But it'll be fun when there'll be a nice, uh, it was funny, so I was, the, I was looking at the Cubs free agents like, God, they're all white guys. And, and uh, like, the opening day lineup is most likely, if unless if Seiya Suzuki, like, you know, trips coming out of the dugout, <laughs> it's going to be all white guys. Um, and the, the Cubs and Cardinals played a doubleheader last year where the in the first game the Cardinals started all white guys. And I was like, no, this is the, an old parade in St. Louis for this when they see it. Well, the Cubs are going <laughs> to sport that lineup about <clears throat> 11 times a month. Um, he talked about though. Is it Jordan Walker? Did he get his name right? The prospect. Yeah. I think they feel like they can they can play him because Lars Newtbar it counts as two white guys. Yes. I mean that's that's hundred percent. That's a whole outfield in one thing. <laughs> that's that's <sighs> just it's incredible. And thank God he's good. I mean. He's he's and he's, weirdly he's the most entertaining, interesting guy on the Cardinals since uh, 
uh, you know, Harrison Bader wore a pride flag uh, a bandana for June and la June last year. So they traded him right out of there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all dead behind the eyes. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt these days trying to get some sort of, you know, rally going. They don't have Scott Spezio all hopped up on uh, God knows what to get the dugout flying anymore. So it's it's down to Lars and his uh, pepper grinder. I and, I, enjoy, uh, I enjoy the Cardinals' commitment to drafting and signing guys with weird names. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, obviously, it's hard to top the great Stubby Clap. But yeah. um, and he's a coach, right? Is Stubby still around? He's, he's still, still around. there. Yeah. Oh, Kendo's on the move. Got to watch him. He'll but, be back soon. Then you got Lars Newtbar. Um, you have uh, your, your top pitching prospects is a guy named Tink Hence, which I enjoy that. Tink. Uh, you have a guy named Mason Wynn, who that's not that crazy a name, except he spells it M A S Y N. Yeah, yeah. So many Ys. And number one draft pick last year. I gotta get the first name right because I'll never forget the last name. Cooper Herpy. <laughs> I believe it's Jerpy. I believe it's Jerpy, but it's H J E R P E. We finally got Ryan Braun out of the division, but we still got Herpy, even without him. I'm just happy Kevin Newman is still in the division. That's all I care about. I can't, you can't go another summer without seeing him 16 times a year. And now I'm going to see him live because he's with the Reds. So I got to go to a couple of Reds games every yep, year because nice. good seats still available. What else am I going to do? Are you ready to hear what? some? You ready to hear some magic? Put some magic on me. All right. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code POINTLESS. What's that code? POINTLESS. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code POINTLESS. 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. Void in Ohio and Ontario. They don't like the O's. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.com. DraftKings.com slash football terms. Now I need a nap. That was very nice. The best part of that was I, I got to read the DraftKings uh, ad in the John Greenberg podcast right after we spent 20 minutes making fun of the DraftKings sportsbook that they're building <laughs> at Wrigley. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to get a note from the DraftKings uh, folks about that at some point, but we weren't really making fun of DraftKings. We were making fun of the Cubs, which is yeah, Cubs. Different. So how's this for a segue? The uh, you know the Cardinals and Cubs play in London this year. They were supposed to do that in 2020, and it got pandemic out. Uh, is that that seems less random than the uh, Bulls and Pistons just playing a an afternoon game? Well, it was an afternoon game in Paris, but it was an afternoon game for us. Um, 
why did I not remember they were going to do that? Until like <laughs> the day you didn't before. miss them. You didn't miss them on those three days off that they had. You weren't like, oh, why aren't the Bulls playing? Oh, something's something's gone from my life. You know, I, maybe I just filled up on that that you know that last Bears game so much that I, yeah, they because they're 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 not a serious ball club. You know, you just there's no reason to to pay attention to them. And they did exactly what you thought they're going to do. They're going to go to Paris. They're going to beat a terrible team. They're going to come home and beat the Hawks because no one's going to. They're going to blow a team game in Indiana the next night because it's a back to back. I don't know how they're doing in Charlotte right now, but but yeah, I don't know why they were in Paris. I'm happy they went there. They seemed to have a good time. Uh, yeah, the the thing that was seemed odd to me was that that's all it was. Like they, they both <laughs> flew to Paris. They played one game and they came home. It's like wait a minute, shouldn't they like? should we make a bigger deal out of this? Why don't you send like four teams to Paris and you got three combinations of games and then they all come back. Like make like a week out of it because they got to fly to France. You might as well. It just seemed like it was this like, uh, contractually we got to send somebody to France this year. Yeah. Send the bulls and the pistons, get it over with. That's yeah. just kind of what it felt like. It's like, wait a minute. That's... Absolutely. You're like, you're not the NFL. You, you can do stupid stuff. Like, the NFL has to get, get 10 games a year in the NFL, and one of them's in London. So you got to take it seriously. But so Bulls, now, Pistons? Victor Wem- yeah, Am I saying this right? Victor Wembayana? Is that how he says his name? Nailed it. He was there. Did he um, Did he just sit on the Pistons bench to get, you know, to get acclimated? <laughs> Get acclimated. Scoot, scoot over. I, uh, I can um, beat every one of you. No, that's what I mean. He's like, I'm going to be on the team next year. I'd like to meet everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and they put him in. Victor, I have a, I, I'm in street clothes. It's fine. Don't worry about it. He palmed a basketball with two fingers yesterday. It was on the internet. It was beautiful. He's good. It's like, okay, we've Ralph Sampson meets Dirk Nowitzki, I guess, is going to happen now. Uh, I don't get, I don't know why the, there's, the, you could have, all they did was fly Joachim Noah out, which is fine. Yep. Enjoyed seeing him. Yep. But like, there was no, it was just, we're going to have a game in Paris and then we're not. And okay, I, I, it, the MLB is about to outshine them in some sort of, you know, let's make a thing out of this. Yeah, you know, they're probably going to. Cubs and Cardinals will spend, they'll play two games in that Tottenham Hotspur Stadium where when really? the Red Sox and Yankees played there in 2019, uh, both teams hit like 37 home runs in each <laughs> game. <laughs> well, that's good for two teams like this, yeah. you know? Cody Bellinger slapping on a mistake. You know that's 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 what these two teams are right now, in the in the race for uh, uh, eighty-seven wins. Yeah, I expect Cody will probably hit six homers in those two games, and then try to sign with a team in London in the offseason. Yeah, I want to play for the London team. There isn't one. Well, we were there. He played the Cardinals. They're from St. Louis. What? <laughs> it's really hard to find weed in England, though. So I don't know how well. Then again, he'll be he'll be straightened out. He'll be yeah, ready he might- to go. That's maybe that's maybe that was the whole cup plan, you know, because I still don't get the whole one year deal for him. But maybe it's like he's going to get there. He's going to find out there's a dispensary right across the street. He's going to love it. He's never going to leave. We don't need to sign to a long term contract. Cody's going to become the new Mark Grace and just sign a one year yeah. contract after every year. So, yeah, he's, it's better genius. than. 
Farnsworth hanging out in the neighborhood until 4 a.m. Yeah. at Smart Bar. It's better than Grace with his pack of cigarettes and his Miller Lite. You know, it's some uh, modern millennial. Uh, you know, he's, he's playing video games and having a good time. I'm 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 excited for the Cody Bellinger experience. I'm excited to see him not in Pacific time. I'm excited to see him in daytime. I think it's going to be beneficial for all sides. I thought it was great that they gave him, he got number 24, just like Jack Peterson. Because he's just like Jack, they're probably going to trade him to Atlanta on like the 5th of July too. (laughs) So he's like, okay, I can go play for a good team now. Yes, Cody, you can go play for a good team now. All right. Thanks. Chip Carey isn't doing their games anymore. What carry did they replace uh, Chip Carey with in Atlanta? Oh, um, you do know that Chip Chip had twins, which I always refer to as his imaginary kids because we never saw them. They're both minor league baseball announcers for the same team. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. They are basically Tweedledee and Tweedledum, except that's in a so radio booth in Greenville or wherever. So they're coming. There's another generation That's, of carries on the way. No one asked for that. No, no one wanted both no of you. Did. Go, go one. You go to Greenville and you go to Asheville. Don't go. It's like, why, why? do you guys go to college? Yeah. If that's all you're going to do is just, you know, glom onto the family name. Just might as well just start doing it. I mean, at least Joe Buck had the courtesy to not bother to go to college. Uh-huh. He just, you know, he just started showing up in the booth. and like, Jack, I know what's happening in my life. Jack I don't need the to- mic. There he goes. There's Joe. Um, it's a bummer Joe doesn't like baseball. Because then we'd get him 162 games a year. And uh, Oh, you did hear boy. that the, the Cardinals immediately reached out when uh, when Dan McLaughlin finally got his third strike, his 11th third strike, and he finally had to give up the job. Um he filled up his uh, frequent DUI punch guard, and it was time to, time to leave. They uh, offered the job to two guys we've already talked about, Bob Costas and Joe Buck. And they're both like, we don't know. Why would we want to We don't have no. to work. No. Bob does nothing, and Joe gets paid $20 million a year to do nine football yeah. games. He's like, yeah, I'm not moving back to St. Louis to do that. Yeah, Bob Costas is like, I could have a show on any random cable network all I want. He could be like, you know how like Dick Cavett and Charles Grodin had those old CNBC shows yeah. and they just talked about OJ? Like, Bob Costas is like, I could do that if I wanted. He has hey. a deal with CNN. Oh, that's right. I was wondering, he yeah. Just pops up every once in a while. And just talks to Grandma, yeah. He's, uh, uh, I don't know, it's... I wasn't going to watch him anyway. And... uh uh, it just, it just, I just didn't think he'd go back to baseball after the Cubs thing. I thought he would, Chip Carey would be like doing the Saints game on on Fox or something. I thought it would be something like that. I just never thought he dug it as much as, and I just thought the whole Chicago experience would turn him off because everyone hated him yeah. so much. I mean, it was just universally despised for that, the well, way he approached everything. It'll be interesting because he's, you know. He's been in Atlanta for 18 years where they don't really like baseball. Mm. They now moved go- two stadiums just to get away from Chip Carey. Yeah. yeah, they thought it was white flight when they moved to Cobb County. He was actually just trying to get as far away from Chip's house. Nobody would discourage him from, I don't know, Chip, what, you're not going to like this commute. 
Uh, but now it he gets thrown game. back into a town where they really like baseball. And, you know, he might not he might not do so well. He didn't the last time. He didn't do so well under scrutiny. Do they, though? Do they like well, baseball? That's true. I mean, they're will, they love Dan McLaughlin and Brad Johansson. I don't remember his name. And Ricky Horton. Yeah. And uh, uh, Todd Collins. And I don't remember the other guys they have on that team. Or the, But they don't. Do they love baseball? They want... Uh, you know, they won with the let's get Albert Pujols back thing. Yeah. Like that worked out times 280% better than it should have. Yeah. Goodness knows what he was uh, stabbing into his thigh last year. I enjoyed it. It started but, right, right before the All-Star game. I'm pretty sure he started juicing because he was going to humiliate himself in the All-Star game. Yeah. Because he was terrible. Like he, when they put him on the team, it was a joke. Like he's yeah. hitting, he was hitting like 205 when they put him at the honorary member. They used to actually play. And then all of a sudden, Albert's like, you know, twenty four hundred OPS and he's left all over the place. Yeah. But like you know, it's just that, that I don't know if they like baseball that much. Yeah. They don't. Are you saying they like it. to they like to wear red hats and all? Uh, yeah. Is it among like minded people? I don't know anything yeah. like that in this country. Not at all. Not at all. And uh, and the best part is that. I mean, now that I know it's been seven and 18 years, I mean, this is a 30 to 37 year commitment between, I mean, again, Bally's going to go under, but you know, something else is going to pick it up. We know it's going to, uh, draftkings.baseball.streaming.net is going, it's, 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 I have chip in my life forever. And, uh, I've earned every bit of that. When Scott Spezio came up to bat, I rooted for him. Okay, so this is my penance. When uh, when Jim Edmonds, you know, took it easy on a fly ball so he could dive on it, I was like, yay, that's in second out. I don't care how it happened. Well, this is what I get back for that. Chip is, is having to listen to the Cowboy because I'm going to pick yeah. the Reds guy instead of, uh... you know, we couldn't have gotten Danny Cox. <laughs> Danny Cox was born in London. It is interesting about the the Bally's thing because the the Cardinals got one of the last like huge regional sports deals. They got like a billion dollars or some ridiculous amount, and I wonder how much of that is still left to be paid out. Because I got news for them, it ain't gonna get paid out. Um, yeah, there's talk about you know the. So this whole crisis got started, <laughs> the regional sports networks, when Disney bought Fox. You know, when they bought, they bought like 20th Century Fox, and so they didn't buy the network and they didn't buy Fox News, but they bought a bunch of other stuff. And the FCC basically said, you can't own those regional sports networks too. You got, this is too much crap. You're going to have to divest yourselves of that. So they sold them to Sinclair who was happy to throw some right-wing money at all those RSNs. Ooh, this is going to be great. And they immediately found out, oh, shit, these are a, they're a cash suck now. They used to be mm. used to be a license to print money. Now it's basically a vacuum cleaner stuck into your wallet. And um, that's how they ended up with, with Bally's. And now there's talk that there's no buyer for them and that Major League Baseball might have to go in and buy the RSNs 
and it sounds stupid. But baseball doesn't mind doing it because then they would control. They, it would be their way to. They, their whole thing is they want to put together a. This is crazy. They want to put together a package where a fan like you or me can pay to get all the games and actually get all the games. Because the blackout rules are major league rules, but the owners that basically they enforce those ridiculous blackout rules because they've negotiated their RSNs with the thing like, okay, look, everybody in this market has to watch this RSN or they get blacked out. Okay. They can't. And the, despite the fact that there's literally like places in Iowa where there's seven teams they can't watch because they're technically in the territory even though they can't get any of the games. This would be a huge step then that baseball would finally like have enough of the owners by the short hairs to say, you got to start letting this you know, show these to everybody. And there are in cities in big towns like Chicago and New York and LA, they don't want the blackouts. They want the freedom to sell their games to anybody because they have national fan bases and they can sell, they know they could sell a package to people all over. Whereas if you're the you know Royals, you're probably not going to, you know, everybody is, everybody's going to want to watch you is within like a eight minute drive to the park. No um, one in Atlanta is hiring anyone from Kansas city. No one in New York is hiring anyone. You know, there's there's no expats. There's yeah. no uh, old Kansas City people checking in. But what the, guys. the part that hasn't been answered is those Bally Sports Networks. They're not just baseball networks. There's NBA teams. There's NHL teams. That what, what's baseball going to do? You know, does baseball really want to own the RSN and have to pay out money out of the contracts to the hockey team and the NBA team? And it's like, well, have you ever seen how much money baseball has? They wouldn't even notice that they did that. So it'll be interesting how it like how it all shakes out, but it, it it looks like it's finally the first big domino in the oh, okay in the we're gonna stop blacking out games. It's not gonna happen this year. It's not gonna happen next year probably. But it's finally coming where because it's it is stupid. It's ridiculous <laughs> that you can it's like from you the eighties you could pay for a package to watch all <laughs> the games and literally not be able to watch all the games. It doesn't make any sense. Nobody, uh, and, else, and, nobody else does that. I mean, do they don't black out games no, on Elite Pass, right? No, not even close. And and it's yeah, it's they, they lowered the the price of the MLB package to students. I'm sure, they're gonna do so. Yeah, they're it's weird that MLB's kind of getting ahead of the game. That is weird. Well, it's like the one thing that they're at, they've been good at for a long time is the the. They're like everybody who has a decent streaming platform owes it to Major League Baseball because that Major League Baseball, what are they it's called? BAM Tech or whatever. They invented it, and like they sold they sure. sold the technology for like a crap load of money. Um, so they one thing they've been good at is streaming, except they had their own ridiculous in-house rules that prevented mm. them from being able to really maximize it. And they're basically giving the in the end they're giving up a bunch of money. The teams think, no, no, no. This is, you know, if we keep it locked in, then I get my, I get my four ninety nine every month from all those cable subscribers. And it's like, well, yeah, but there's a big pile of cash you could have over here that you refuse to let us access. So, I'm sure, the listeners are really excited that I just went through. The well, no, the listeners are sick of trying to find channel six ninety two on their dial and figure out why they can't. I mean, gosh, I can't imagine what life is like in California. Let alone Iowa. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. Yeah, I feel like the two w- worst places way of doing things. The two worst places to be a baseball fan who wants to watch games on TV is apparently Las Vegas and <laughs> Iowa. 
because the way the maps are drawn, all these teams have claimed them as part of their territory. And then if your local cable channel doesn't carry that RSN, you have no possible way to see them. So, and that happens all the time. Yet it survives. Yet every kid I know is, is streaming illegally, getting their fix, getting their uh, Mariner fix. I just, I, you know, I, I, I can't believe they just went ahead. And, sorry for turning into the Cardinals offseason podcast, but just went ahead and had a hilariously Cardinals offseason signing zero players except the person we all knew they were signing last April. Uh, I'm sorry. Cardinals fans have talked about Contreras since yeah. 2021. And uh, <laughs> go out and hire the, you know, a joke that you would turn down. Like you would have excised that joke from a column. I don't remember you talking about McLaughlin, but you would have cut that out because I'd be like, ah, that's too, that's too, uh, you know, too obvious. It is weird that they there, were, were, there were no rumors about this. It's not like people were like, you know what, keep an eye on Chip going back to St. Louis. And I think it's mostly because people, you almost forget he had any ties to the town. Like he, when he doesn't, when Skip and the, <laughs> when Skip and his mom got, I guess he was only in St. Louis right because of the divorce. And then she moved somewhere else. I mean, because otherwise he'd have been in Atlanta. And he basically grew up, I think, in Georgia more than he did Missouri. It's the only connection is completely tangential. It's that, you know, uh, Grandpa Gussie Bush tried to kill him with a uh, trolley car. And then he had to go announce for the A's and the White Sox for a while before he got the Cubs job. That's They don't really have a connection to Chip. No, they don't. There's, there, there's not. To, into it's, it's the ultimate stretch. So does that mean they think they hired him on merit? Like, hey, he's good. Mm. We like this guy. I can't imagine anybody. Give him the Costas test. Like, okay, can you name Chacha Cepeda's real first name? I don't know. Can you, can you handle yourself at a banquet? Can you make someone born in 1920? happy to watch baseball uh will you ignore the play-by-play in order to talk about literally anything else cardinals related <laughs> and the amazing thing about that 2006 series is the way that granderson kept falling down i mean it's that's just the heart and soul of that yellow corvette cardinal team and it's just no i'm going to be watching uh the worst no i, I shouldn't say that brian anderson not so much. That's a real basketball voice for baseball. Seems like a nice guy. Calls a good game, but I can't get used to it. I can't. I can't deal with it. You got to find a way to get Euchre on there. Well, it's and it's confusing too because uh, the Brewers signed the player Brian Anderson. Really? So now, yeah, they're full, they're chock full of Brian Andersons now. They got him in the booth. The last time the that it's going to be super confusing. I wonder if that's ever happened in baseball history. Yeah, I, I mean, the Cardinals are going to have another Brad Thompson at some point. So there weren't a lot of uh, Milo. There wasn't a player named Milo Hamilton. <laughs> Milo Hamilton. <laughs> uh, Did the player incessantly yell what time it was? Uh, I don't know why that's like oh, one of the on. few things I remember about Milo was that he constantly would be like, "Now it's two. It's a three to two here in the fourth inning, and it's seven twelve Central Time." Like, ah, Milo. We have watches, oh. clocks. You don't need to tell us what we, time it is. 
We can go back. We can do minus one. That is, I didn't know that about Old Mile. But. I'm pretty sure he had, he was one of those announcers who had like the little, this is how high tech it was back in the, well, Milo started in the 50s, I think. Um, he had like a little hourglass. It was, it was like a five minute one. And he would put it in front of him. Oh, yeah, and when yeah, it yeah. ran out, he would make sure. That way he never went more than five minutes without telling you the score, which is yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's not bad. But he also apparently it was obsessed with telling you what time it was. It's like, yeah, it's five minutes past the last time you told us what the score was, Milo. We're listening. We hear it. That's weird. Like the guy in the helicopter doing the traffic doesn't tell you that it's 512. You, can, you just, you just right. know. You right. have an idea. Yeah, if it's traffic on the twos, you got a one in five shot of what time it is just because he's, he's talking. So Milo, and who was the other guy that did Vince Kelly do the hourglass, or is it just Milo? But it's the opposite of your uh, Bears conundrum, right? <laughs> where you're, where you're... Jeff Joniak is like it, the biggest kept secret in the world is what is the score of the game we're listening to? Don't tell him. He'd be great. Like um, he, he think like he thinks like every game is like an Agatha Christie, and he's just I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it by telling you the score. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. That's great. <sighs> Yeah. Didn't give him any contextual clues. I mean, that was the one. Like, I, they don't, Bears don't invite me to the press conferences. But had I gone to the Kevin Warren one, my only question would have been, "Are you gonna, are you gonna replace the radio play by play guy? <laughs> if you do nothing else, could you please hire someone competent? Because he only got the job because he's Ted's buddy, and Ted's retiring, so he, you don't yeah. have to keep him. He can go away now. But no, he'll be there till the heart of every Big Ten radio announcer. You, you, you can find someone from there are 32 teams in the Big Ten now. You can pluck one of them from your old, your old job. <laughs> get the guy from Rutgers. Get the guy from Nebraska. Bring him in and tell us that it's you know we all know that it's 13 to three. We know that's the score because it's the Bears. It's always been 13 to three. The score of every Bears game in the history of the world is 13 to three. But just I was I was driving somewhere during the um, I didn't miss a good game during the. Uh, the Eagles Giants over the weekend and Kevin Harlan was doing the game for CBS radio or for Westwood one, I guess. And I was just for a minute, I just sat there and like, listened to the way he called the game. And it's like, I, I can see where the ball is. Like Kevin is telling me like, I can follow this. Why is it so hard? Like here's Kevin Harlan who, does during the regular season he does a Sunday game on TV, yeah. flies and does a Monday game on radio where he has to be completely different style. Like if he if he announced if he announced the TV game the way he does the radio game he would drive you insane because yeah. I can see it but he doesn't he knows what he's doing and then he'll just go do NBA games during the week and then go do it all over again and it's like so apparently here's a guy who's really good at it as compared to Jeff Joniak <laughs> and the one thing I wanted to do was like. Oh, he's not telling me who made the tackle on every play, though. And that's really what I want to know. Because if you listen to Joniak, it's the first thing he tells you. Above all else is who made the tackle. It's like, I don't give a shit. Where's the ball? How many yards did they get? What down is it? What's the score? How much time is left? I don't need to know that Jack Sanborn has four tackles in this game. I really don't need to know that. It's And then I immediately get into a bit. I had to end up listening to like three Bears games on the radio this year. I just could not help but notice it went well beyond the score. Yeah. It I was, said I was going to do it, and I didn't do it, so I, I'm, I'm going to do it next year. I'm going to just record like a random, like three minutes of him doing the game. And I'm just going to sit on a podcast, and I'm, we're gonna pl- <laughs> I'm going to play it, and, we'll, and I'm going to talk about how wrong the way he does it is. And it's just like, 
it's just it just drives you insane. And like the CBS radio announcers over the weekend were like Kevin Harlan and Ian Eagle and I think Kevin Kugler. And I don't remember I don't think I heard who the fourth one was. It's an embarrassment riches. They're all already. people I'm... who radio is like the fifth thing they do. Radio football yeah. and radio is like the fifth thing they do, and they were all really good at it. And it's like That encourages me about Harlan, though, <clears throat> just to know that he he's slumming and he's you know his fifth gig and he's still kicking butt. Yeah. Oh, Strong he, presence. One of the, he loves it when um, like a well, they did a squirrel last year, but um, he loves nothing more than when a fan runs on the field when he's doing radio because he goes into full you know they can't show it on TV, but Kevin can describe it in great detail to the radio audience. <laughs> And he does. He's just, ah, he's delightful. He's absolutely delightful. He, you know, and it's, I'm glad that he's in Kansas City for all those games. I'm glad, you know, if Kansas City is going to have a good team, I'm glad Harlan's over there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Doing those games. I, I, I just. I wonder, if the, I wonder if the Bears will bring his brother back. Who's the brother? Brian Harlan was their PR guy, got fired for gambling. <laughs> oh, well then. Because their dad was Bob Harlan, who was like the PR guy for the Packers forever. Wow. They're Nepo babies, but Kevin's good, so we forgive him. Yeah. He's true. I mean, you go up and do uh, Minnesota Timberwolves games in the early 90s and have to, to you know, call Randy Brewer and Felton Spencer shots. You, you, you've paid your dues. Ooh. The, uh, uh, the Michael Williams just set a record for consecutive made free throws. That's that's that was that's a top three Timberwolves highlight. <laughs> Harlan was there for that. Yeah. Do you remember that story? Calvin Murphy went to one of uh, the games because oh, no. Calvin Murphy had the record and he was like cheering for <laughs> trying to psych him out behind the hoop, and uh, it didn't work. But you know it was fun. Uh, you know, old five foot eight of Calvin Murphy. <sighs> I think his name was Michael Williams. It wasn't Tony Campbell. But yeah, Harlan Harlan is is, is the tops. Enjoy him immensely. Wish he wish he would go to I don't know who I was expecting instead of Chip Carey, because I just knew it was gonna be milk toast terrible. So I just didn't put any heart into it. I was so when the surprise hit I was rooting very hard for Zach Zaidman. I I was willing to write letters of recommendations to the Cardinals and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff just to get Zach off the uh he does the middle th- he he does the fifth inning for the cub games because pat hughes has to poop during the fifth inning and um i know that the cover story is that uh because he had he uh, had to have some uh, throat surgery a few years ago that his doctor advised him to take a break during the game so he takes one inning where he just doesn't announce then he pops back and zach fills in and he's beyond terrible and then if pat is doing a game on marquee which he does occasionally you get nine innings of uh, Zach, and it's just I can't take it. I really thought he'd be fit in well, though, in St. Louis, and I was really hoping, but um, it got even better than what I imagined. Which you know. <laughs> dreams coming true, left and right. Look, I, I I know the take the fifth inning thing is a is a is a you know it's it's fake. He really does have to go to the bathroom. That's the real reason. Yep. But let's say it's real. You can't just watch your word count. You can't just say fewer words. And the, the you know does, what? It, why don't you just make ten louder, Pat Hughes, or make it quieter? In this sense, then again, I'm thinking of his partners, so I, I guess I do want him to talk. 
talk more. Oh, than everybody, he does. everybody loves Ron Report more than he does. Ron Coomer and his incisive <sighs> analysis. Um, He's fun. I enjoy him everybody loves as Coomer. an outsider. Everybody loves Coomer. He is like the nicest guy, and he's yeah. he's a good enough radio announcer that there's no complaints. Um, I mean, we we had Keith, Keith Moreland, Moreland for three I'm years. Happy, and oof, that was not good. That felt like it was longer than three yeah, years. It did. That felt like hasn't he been doing this since Sammy carried a miniature flag around the field? Like, oh. isn't this Moreland set felt like he was just ages. Coom got introduced somewhere. I think it was on the score. They were interviewing on the score. And they were talking about um, what, um, like, he's a good announcer. And just think about the big shoes he had to fill. And I'm like, Keith Moreland? They've skipped right over the Keith Moreland years. And in Cub lore now, Ron Coomer just took over for Ron Sano. They've forgotten that there were three years with Country Bumpkin Keith. You know, Moreland would miss some games in the fall. Do you know that he's still... He's a Texas a Longhorns football radio announcer. Really? Yeah. And he played both. Who was his backup? What, um, what club legend did they bring into? I don't know. Was that the? Could they just still break the glass and pull Dave Otto out of the emergency yeah. announcer? He's still there. He's still there. <laughs> oh, six, six foot eight Dave Otto. See, I remember Bob Jernier. Those were the two guys that they, uh, whenever they ah. needed a guy in a pinch. Maybe Dan Rowan popped in and did it. That is remarkable that he's just like, yeah, I'm going to step in here. News director. <laughs> I, can, I can run this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. Everybody knows me. Have you ever done and then again, you have... No, but how, I've seen Chip. How hard can it be? That's true. That's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, Brad Thompson and Chip Carey and Ricky Horton and uh uh you know uh, jim edmonds with some form of ankle monitor on to to make sure that he's signing uh, uh alimony checks and uh i don't know tony lewis is going to wobble in at some point and not know that he's there he thinks he's in the dugout and uh i don't know who else we're gonna have popping in but it's gonna be a load of fun for for 89 wins they should bring the in that would be good I mean, like in the middle of the third inning chip can just kind of go tony the um field is this you're looking at the back of the <laughs> you want to turn the chair around what no he'll be out on the mound by then trying to take the pitcher out <laughs> he's calling down to the bullpen yeah. get tony Foss up <laughs> oh god why do we share so many terrible players <laughs> why oh there's a there's a there's a like a little cadre of left-handed relievers who pitch for every team so every team gets to share like Tony Fosses. Yeah, if he's a lefty, Bob that makes Patterson. sense. Remember Dave Bob Otto. Patterson pitched for the Cubs. One of the things, and um, Harry was still there. Pretty sure. That Harry was one who loved to tell the stories about how um, Bob could fix everybody's gloves. Like, if he broke your glove, he gave it to Bob, and it was a little project for him, and a couple of days later, he'd give you your glove back all fixed. He's like, hey, he pays oh. for himself just with his ability to fix the gloves. It's like, isn't there a clubhouse guy who that's his job? I can't give it to you. Bob's like, Bob's taking money out of, oh. taking food out of the kid, the guy's kid's mouth. <laughs> These stupid little rawhide strips and that little whatever that thing is, you pull the stuff. Thing. I had one of those. I had a glove that I broke and I had to fix it myself. Oh, I thought I should have called Bob Patterson. Yeah, can't trust Dave Otto with that. His hands are too big. 
Yeah, I told a story on the podcast last year. I got all, I, for some reason, um, I was hearkening back to the glove I had as a kid. I had a I had a Ryan Sandberg um, Rawlings Fastback. That was my glove. I love that glove. And I lost it. I don't know, somewhere between college and I lost the glove. And I went on eBay and I found it. Not mine. That would have been really cool if I had found my own glove. And I bought it. Things in like mint condition. And I got this glove and that was so cool. And I like wore it around the basement watching games for a few days. And mm-hmm. put it on the shelf back there. Gotta wear it I'm in. never going to pick that fucking thing up again. But hey, I have it. That's the most important thing. I have a reasonable facsimile of uh, the glove I wore in all those in all those exciting Little League All-Star games that I played in back in the day. Fastback. The fastback. This it wasn't. It's a good glove. It's right over there. If you, for those of you, who I believe. Be, absolutely believe. I mean, right? You know, Rhino was. Uh, well, you know, he had a lot on his mind. He did. So, uh, uh, it just makes sense. I, I was I was warmed to see uh, all the uh, Dave Martinez and Rafael Palmero jokes on Twitter after they announced the Samber. <laughs> like non Cubs fans, it's just everyone knows now. The secret yeah. is out. It's great. It's it's like our you know in the last twenty years, people have gotten wise to the fact that when it's Chicago pizza time. We don't eat big giant lasagna. Side. You know, nothing wrong with it, but it's not. Now everyone also knows Chicago's other secret, and that's Dave Martinez and Rafael Palmero and. Uh, how they lost Jamie Moyer, another Cub slash Cardinal. Yeah, that's right. Wasn't real good for either of them. It was terrible for the Cardinals. It's like, oh, it's like Jamie Moyer's got to retire now, and then he played and for twenty years later. Yeah. Um. I can see the I had some astute thing that I was going to say, and I forgot it already. That's bad. And I had to remind you of the Mitch Williams trade. Mitch Williams, Mitch Webster. The Jim Fry traded for every Mitch he could get his hands on. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Um, you know, Dave Martinez was the uh, bench coach for the 2016 Cubs. Okay. So, do you think at some point he, he, he ever, like, he had this World Series ring on? You know, they gave Ryan one. Did they? And uh, Dave's like, yeah, look, I actually earned mine. <laughs> I'm an ambassador. Yeah, we know you're. We get it, right. Yeah. You're an ambassador. You're a hair plug entrepreneur, and uh, he's big into the weed. Mr. CBD, and uh, and our last memories of you beyond that are just freezing in April of 1996, trying to get your batting average above 200 in your comeback. So, I mean, it all evened out as the year went on, but it was. It was cold and it was rickety there for a while on the uh, on the comeback trail for Rhino. Yeah, and when they announced the statue, which, I mean, he's the perfect guy to have a statue because <laughs> he basically is. He it just is, is. He is one. Um, and I'm happy for him. I mean, he was a great player. He was never my favorite player, but I liked Ryan enough. That was fine. Um. And I even I went into great detail about the pose. Like I know what that statue, what it needs to look like. And it's the, I even found a picture. I found a baseball card. There he's doing the thing, and it's him <laughs> hopped up over the bag, one leg in the air, the other pulling the other leg up, mm-hmm. with his little flip up glasses, you know, flip down glasses up. Um, so 
That'll be nice. Highest, the highest he could get up. He, uh, uh, yeah. Him and Mattingly. At least Mattingly was, was, was I, uh, it just cracks me up that, like, I go to make this joke about Dave Martinez and I see, you know, 25-year-olds from San Francisco making the same joke. And uh, it's it just delights me that it's, that it's out there. It's just, you know, now we're going to be uh, – now now we need the rest of the country to know about how angry everyone was at the Sammy Sosa contract extension before he hit 75 home runs in a season. And that will be the next the next breakthrough. Or the Tom Zack wasn't really actually all that good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, so at Gallagher Way, the Cubs moved all the they moved all the statues there last year before they put the Fergie one up. And the way they set it up, they have an empty pedestal on each end, and so obviously Sandberg is getting one of them. So there's another. There's like what's who's going to get? They call out the last one, but they have lots of. They can. Yeah. They could put. Do a million of them. And um, you know, if this were a, a, a franchise that was run by um, you know people that weren't the ones that, have, that run it, that would be the Sammy statue on the other on the other side. I mean, the guy who's their all-time leader in home runs, the only player in baseball history to hit 60 or more homers three times. Um, and ironically, he only he led the league in homers once, and it was he was none of the times he hit 60. Isn't that crazy? He had 51 here, and he and he led the league in homers. But uh, McGuire and Bonds twice both out homered him in his 60 home run years. It's nuts, but and that would be a yeah, cool statue too. They'd have him, you know, he'd have to have him great. doing the either either doing the hop. He could do. He actually got three choices. He could have him doing the hop after he hits what he thinks is a home run, and about mm-hmm. he was decent. 65 percent of the time he was right. The other times it either got caught or it hit the wall, and he got a single. Um, or him. It got to be him, at the end of his career he, that he would do the hop as a sad hop, not a sad hop, but just a. I know I almost got that. <laughs> yeah, one almost hop. did. Like he, he had like three four hops by the end of hop. it. Yeah. Or you've got him blowing kisses to the camera in the dugout after a home run. Or the one that I would have is him um, throwing the ball home from right field, where the runner has scored like eight seconds ago. <laughs> And the ball like halfway up the screen. I don't know how yeah. you'd make that into a statue, though. That would be tough. Game's already over. It's a walk off already. But in reality, we know what's going to happen. They're going to put the Ryan Sandberg one up, and then the Ryan Dempster statue is going to be on the other oh. side. And that's I can't wait. That's going to be great. Ryan Dempster wearing novelty Harry Harry glasses. He's had his tongue firmly up the Ricketts family asses since the day they bought the team. In fact, the Cubs put out this ridiculous movie. Um, about them saving Wrigley Field a couple of years ago. And now they have a new movie, a new Wrigley Field movie that nobody watched mm-hmm. this year. Um, in the in the original movie, they show a scene from their introductory press conference. And when they show the crowd, you see Jim Hendry sitting there like, I'm so fired. Mm-hmm. And player, current player Ryan Dempster at the press conference sitting in the front row. It's like, what the fuck wow. are you there for? Why? Yeah. I brought that up. Um, I mean, if if they put up a Sammy statue, it's how many people are getting their pictures taken in front of a Ryan Sandberg statue versus Sammy? It's down to one. I don't care what you make Sammy do. 
could you could have the most embarrassing. You could, <laughs> you know, have cork popping out of his bat or something like that. I don't, it doesn't it doesn't matter. But the people will still he was beloved, even without the, the home run chase. He was he was fun and worked his butt off, and he's fun with the White Sox when he's striking out 160 times a year. He's a Chicago sports legend, and we have some schmucks from west of Chicago. From Omaha. Ah, Omaha. They're from Omaha, for Christ's sakes. Um, yeah, I... I mean, I know why they don't... I, I Obviously, they'll never do a Sammy statue. They... Even if I think even if you had owners who weren't shit asses like the Ricketts are, they'd be like that might be I might be a one step too far <laughs> to immortalize I mean, him forever in their uh, in, in what looks like a graveyard. I bet they would because if but you know he comes back and does a sad I I you know baseball's been good to me but I took steroids tour and gives them whatever moral uh, you know hook that they can give. And, and uh, whatever, it's. <laughs> I mean, Jordan had to ruin the statue thing for everyone. I, I I just don't get why we have to. It's 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 very. I guess the 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 Harry statue was first, and and you know Jordan kind of broke at everything. But like the Harry statue, did any other sports team do a statue between ninety five and ninety eight or whenever the Harry statue went up? Any Chicago or just in general? Any anything and anything. Yeah. The Harry statue is uh, terrifying. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I mean, can we melt that down and do a nice one for Harry? <laughs> it literally looks like fans are trying to drag him into hell. That's what it looks like. It's, mm-hmm. um, and it's, I'm glad they did a statue for him, but I'd like him to re- take another shot at it. Remember when they did the, in Palm Springs, I think it was, they did the Lucille Ball one that was so terrible. Mm-hmm. They basically just took it down and, melted it and try it again and uh cristiano ronaldo has a terrible one somewhere where they i think they started over do that with harry it's uh it's not good because i will give them credit the the statues of the players that they've done are all really good like and the same guy's going to do the sandberg one like it's one guy and they're they're really good they're they're that's a it's a good quality statue i hope now it'll be 2024 before they finish it because it you know you can't whip it up in time for, you know, it's a process. Um, which means we know Sean Dunson and Mark Grace are going into their their fake Hall of Fame, the Utility Tunnel of Fame. And um, then there's going to be a new class next year. How great would it be if they induct Rafael Palmero and Dave Martinez and they could just tie it all together with the, they could get a nice shot of the three of them right in front of the Ryan statue. Mm-hmm. That would be a very healing moment. Mm-hmm. They could all sign it and send it to Cindy. It'd be fun. Been, they could all sign it. Been there, done Corn that. cobs? Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's just, it's just, a, just a spitballing. It's just, you know, we all know. We're all grown-ups here. Just run with it. You know? That's the, and the same goes for Chip. You know? Talk about talk about your grandfather. Never really talk about him. Talk about what happened. Yeah. Talk about why you had to go to Oakland. Yep. Talk about it, Chip. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend like you're on the zoo crew. You know, just intimate. Get some co-hosts to go, you guys, do some voices. And then, uh, you know, give two tickets away to REO, Speedwagon, and Orleans. 
in town at the Rib Fest. Have uh, you got any update on Lonzo Ball's knee? Uh, How's that going? It it it's uh, he needs a new jar of WD forty, and uh, after that, it's, it's it's done. You don't you don't have knee surgery and sit out a year and a half. That's not an NBA thing. That doesn't happen. You can tear up your knee and sit out of your. You don't have just like, oh, my knee hurts. I'm having surgery to clean it up, and I'm still hurts. Yeah. That means you're over. Yeah. That means you can't play anymore. You're <sighs> a great team with him. He had just finally gotten good, and he was like the perfect. It's it was it's tremendous. This Bulls team actually worked. With him on it, and without it, we see what it does, and it's not, yes, not good. Um, and just like every other, you know, because they're cheap, they have nothing, you know, if if Derek Helicopter Jones goes out, this team is a 10-win team. So there's nothing on the back end. They don't have any prospects. They're not bringing anything in. It's just, uh, and it's a bummer because all these guys are, you know, pretty solid basketball players. They could really help out some other teams. Uh I hope they don't trade Caruso. That does just be crazy. You need someone to teach Io and all the rest of them how to play basketball. I hope they don't trade Demar. I hope they don't trade. Uh, you know, it could be a lot better. They just get rid of Zach Levine and his broken hand, and uh, have Lonzo Ball back, but he's not coming back. No. Ever. How about Leangelo? Could they get him? Because he's available, right? <laughs> Is he still in Australia or Lithuania or uh, uh, shooting literally every time he gets the ball and wondering why his teammates want to kill him? Yeah, you shoot the ball, you no make. You just shoot. Make once in a while. Stop shoot. Make cigarettes to buy. (laughs) What's Dino Raja up to? Maybe the Bulls can bring him back. Out running Goran Dragic in a. you know, baseline to baseline sprint. Yeah, they really, they just, they put in the least amount of money possible. And uh, we thought it was going to be sparkly for a while because it's like, wow, Caruso, sign and trade for DeMar. That's that's what other teams do. That's team building. And then they didn't build a team after that. They just kind of stood there, hoped for a play-in. Sorry, sorry, Bulls fans. It's not a very long column. So you don't you, you don't think I should bet on them to win the NBA championship this year? I mean, they're like ten and one against good teams. Well, that's true. So why yeah, not? See that that's the problem. They have to avoid the play in game because they can't win the play in game. <laughs> but if they could just make yeah. the playoffs, then they're on their way. Get get the Bucks in the first Boston. round, and it's a bull sweep, yeah. and they're on their way. But if they you know if they have to play, uh, I don't know who they'd get in the play in game. The Wiz. How are the how are the yeah the Wizards? How are the Wiz? Who they'll lose to? Yeah. And they'll get beat, and then the season will be over. Daniel Gafford will dunk on him sixteen times. You know, Otto Porter will come out of retirement. They back the Raptors. It's, it's yeah, they're they're which again last year it was the opposite. They couldn't beat any of the good teams, so they're just here to mess with our heads. That's that's all it is. It's just why making us root for Zach Levine and, and uh, you know, who isn't a bad guy, but he makes a lot of bad basketball yeah. decisions routinely. Yeah. It was, it was great, too, with the, uh, you know, people starting to wonder, like, how come the Bulls always go to DeMar? 
if when they need, you know, you get the last shot. And then DeMar's out, and in a three-point game, Zach gets the last shot, takes it two. Maybe that's why. <laughs> that's why. But he didn't learn basic math in the nine <sighs> months he spent at UCLA? I'm going to shoot an up-and-under 20-footer because <laughs> there, in NBA history, there's just such a lot of – NBA refs love to reward that in the final seconds yeah. of the game, an up-and-under shot. It's it's not good, but they won't also get the number one. I played Tankathon this morning. I, I suggest everyone go to tankathon.com and, and look at the mock draft simulation. I won both shot up seven spaces. I uh, used that 6% shot of the top overall pick and won. Uh, but it's bad. Orlando gets their pick next year if it's on the top four. Everyone's a free agent this year. So teams could, you know, they lowball, you know, Vucevic to, to, you know, try to go, well, you stick around for four years and we'll pay you. And then some other team that, you know, win a championship runs in. And all of a sudden we've given up two draft picks in two years and 6,000 layups in his face for two years of Nick Vucevic. Don't get anything out of him. Uh, It's not good. It's absolutely not good. But could be worse, I suppose. Uh, It's just, it's not good. The million teams have have money this summer to use cap space wise, and uh, Bulls don't want to pay the luxury tax for anyone, and no one's going to want to play for Levine. I would I would attach a pick to Levine to get out of that contract. Uh, so yeah, just hope and pray that the Lakers step up and want to want to trade Westbrook for Levine, which might possibly be a thing they could do. Do you think they could convince Sacramento wow. that the um, offer sheet they signed him to like four years ago? It's still finding, <laughs> and they have to take him. Uh, hey, you guys you know want to douse that Look, I, I, what's their owner's name? Uh, Vivek Ranadive. I found. Look what I found in the files. Looks like you actually own Zach Levine. Congratulations. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, challenge the signatures. That's an X. That's not. That. That's not. <laughs> When you have to out-contract Sacramento to hang on to your superstar, I know the Kings are doing okay now, but when you, when that's the team that's after your guy, yeah. you might want to let them have your guy. You might want to go, oh, that's a Kings guy. He should be a Kings guy now, not our guy. <sighs> but no, that's that's what we traded Jimmy Butler for and Laurie Markkinen, 25-12 and 12 or whatever yeah. he's averaging in Utah. And then, you know, they say Pat Williams is timid and he doesn't want to shoot. And it's like, well, Lori Markinen didn't want to shoot either. They got to be, you got to wait till they're 25. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs. If they, if they, if they trade, if they really don't pass, and I don't think they're going to clear house, it, it could be, it could be rough because I don't, you know, they get a bunch of draft picks. Billy Donovan's going to be a draft pick coach. Right. I don't, I don't think so. He signed until 2042 or something. He doesn't play the rookie right now. He doesn't play the rookie from two years ago. Yeah. <sighs> so you can just hope, I guess, superstars want to come back to the team and, and, and turn it all around like they have for the last 25 years, like T-Mac did, like LeBron did, like Eddie Jones did, like yep. all those players that came back. Yep. The Bulls have just been it, having to beat off. Maybe not beat off. It's not the right way to say it. Beat away um, superstars all the time. There's clamoring yeah. to come play for the Bulls. Can't keep them away. Uh, Danzy Swanson's of the world. Yeah. 
that's who they could sign, whoever the Dansby Swanson of the NBA is. Um, I can't get, who that would can't be. get Rui Hachimura. He's a Laker now. Yeah. You know, I'd take the Dansby Swanson of the NBA on the Bulls. That'd it, be okay. I understand Dansby is Dansby. You don't want to have to root for him, but if there's numbers there, at least. There's something. He's a little undersized for basketball. He's a little undersized for baseball. But... Well, look, I'm sure. Just... I wonder. That's what the the sports team in Chicago should like get together. Um, <laughs> the Bulls don't have any cap room, but the Bears have way more than they can use. Yeah. They could get, get them some. Because there you go. You got cap room. The, I'm sure the Cubs would be happy to rent Dansby out to defer some of that salary, so he could probably play a few games for the. His wife plays for the Red Stars, so you know why not? They got they got soccer and baseball. I'm gonna give basketball a shot. What the hell? Yeah, like the big uh, national uh, baseball contract. It should just be an amalgamation of Chicago sports all all trying to poke and prod each other. That way, Reinsdorf would have to sell the Bulls because he can't own two teams in this in this scenario. So, uh, uh, it, it, I, you know, I, I'm, it could be worse. It could be like Paxson where they're just losing and wasting an entire year just to go draft Kobe White or something. At least they're trying. At least there's Hall of Fame players on the team, and at least they're popular enough to play in Paris. But uh, it is not. It is not a championship team. Oh no, and it won't be. Not for not for a while. Meanwhile, Franz Wagner is kicking butt in Orlando. Well, what could have been? It's bad. It's 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 very bad because they you know if you would have just signed a point guard that wasn't Goran Dragic if you would have just signed something that wasn't the most obvious Andre Drummond guy we could have some dynamism there we could have Buddy Hill and Miles Turner something some sort of well-rounded team instead we have a team that's Derek Demar Rosen go shoot three pointers the thing you hate to do yeah. the most and and we've to. I want Zach Levine to shoot ten three pointers a game well that means your general manager is bad. You should have another guy to shoot the, the Kyle Korver shots, and your Zach Levine should just take it easy for a while and not do that. But, you know, this is the same franchise that let go of Kyle Korver because they didn't want to have to pay, you know, what, a couple extra tens of thousands in luxury tax yeah. to them and thought uh, Jimmer Fredette could ably make up for that. Could be worse. We could be Sox fans on top of it. Yeah. Jimmer's still lighting I, up in China. Do you go back? Oh yeah. Oh, he's destroying it over there. It's it's sixty a game. Good for Jimmer. Yeah. You know, there was something there. Thibodeau wouldn't play him, and then decided I think like start him in one game out of nowhere. <laughs> if you want me to play him, I'll play him. That was fun. I'll play him all yeah, the I'm, time. I'll play him the entire <laughs> game. Like no, Tom. <laughs> everything or everything. Nothing in the middle with Mr. Tom Thibodeau. No. Guy would not play Carlos Boozer in the fourth quarter of an NBA game until everyone on the team had, had fallen toward into injury. Yep. Uh, he was, he is something. He was, uh, he's doing it in New York right now, too. He's doing the same thing. They're just like, why does this guy just, uh, how, how, how does he not hear this stuff? Uh, and, uh, you know, I can't. I'm not upset that Billy Donovan is around for the next 10 years, but it's really is a, like a, 
you know, are we committing to Jeff uh, Jeff Fisher this long? It's it's just one of those yeah. names that. Well, maybe he'll <sighs> surprise us. He'll start playing uh, start playing Dale and Terry, and I'll turn that that turned out to be the key moment in the entire season. And here come the Bulls. They were tenth in the NBA in defense and offense the last couple of weeks, but. It, it doesn't matter. They, they they shoot two pointers and everyone else shoots threes. That's that's the story of the Chicago Bulls. And uh, you know until they uh, they could do stuff at the trade deadline. They're not out of it. They have a pick from Portland they could send out there. They have uh, you know various things they can do with Kobe and they're not out of it. They can they can definitely make a trade that can put the carrot in front of us one more time and get us ready for the next. Uh, you know, they could make a run, but it's it's this is not how you build an NBA team. No help and no three point shooters. And why did you think New Orleans wanted uh, Lonzo out of there? I mean, they didn't have a backup point guard. They didn't have anyone. They're like, yeah, Chicago, take him for no reason. Yeah. Oh, we probably should have known about that. And then yet, yeah, they had to sign him so quickly they had forfeit a second round draft. <laughs> yes, that's right. I just it's it's just a, it's a weird scenario, and I don't think anyone up there cares. And uh, you know, Michael Reinsdorf has given interviews to ESPN about Michael Jordan, and uh, yeah. like uh, it's just been it's been twenty five years, twenty five years. It's it's uh, it's it's Bears territory. It really is. It's like well, the Ravens have been back, the Bengals have been there uh, twice. Since 1986, and yet uh, even the Bears went back. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the Bulls can't even have, can't even claim that. Yes, yeah, it can't even. You're be being outdone by the McCaskies. <laughs> Congratulations. Being outdone by the Sox. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see I. Uh, they bring in a shooter. It doesn't matter. They they bring in a, a front of the rim defender. It doesn't matter. They need like four guys, and they need Zach Levine to stop shooting the ball as much as he is, and uh, they need Zach Levine to sit out some games because his hand is broken and his knees are shot. So they could there could be some some windfall at the trade deadline, but I I would not I would not look forward to it. I I, I can totally see them standing pat. Yeah. Well, I'm holding my breath that Arturis turns into a wheeler dealer at the deadline all of a sudden they come out of that and they it's like wow look at the bulls yeah i have a feeling it'd be more like oh look at the bulls look at the bulls look at the look at that guy because that's what they are only the bulls only Only the the one and only only. they're like a video game team they're just a bunch of guys who you remember from other teams are now on the bulls right now including billy donald pretty much and they'll get another one of those guys next month i don't know who it's his buddy healed is out so what's a you know a good NBA name that mainstream people will know enough? I'm like oh okay, so we have uh, it won't be Trey Murphy the third. It won't be that. Oh, that'd be great. I would love that if it could be. Yeah. Or, uh, but it won't be. Quad, we'll trade a first round. Could be Quad Murphy the fourth. Is that his kid? You know, <laughs> what do you name the fourth? Uh, I'm just jumping right to Cinco. Yeah. I'm just going right for it. I it, they are fun to watch. I'll give them that. 
but it's just thoroughly mediocre yeah. every bit of it all right well thank you kelly this was a lot of hey, fun no problem we'll leave that on that exciting note i'm talking about how, how hopeless the bulls future is but it's the reality it is they say look uh, the uniforms are good stacy king is way better than he used to be yeah and uh you know, Adam Amin is on the cover of the Chicago yep. Sun-Times. They got that going for him, which is nice. Many of us have herpes.